Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of Wrestling.com, and I'm here to talk about Monday Night Raw. It's, it, yes, it is a Tuesday. Our uh, schedule here got a little changed up temporarily, and I hope you uh, can forgive us for that. Uh, just a very uh, hectic week, but we're here to talk about a very eventful and dare i say good episode of monday night raw today and before i do just want to remind you all this show like everything we do here at wrestle zone is available on any number of streaming platforms or it's on called spotify youtube podcast whatever maybe maybe we've got you covered so leave a like and subscribe so i'm not gonna lie i i uh, i watched raw on hulu this morning i did not have to sit through three hours of the show and maybe that's why i was so pleasantly surprised with with what I saw this week, where you know, you, I didn't have the usual complaints about having to sit through three hours. I didn't have the complaints about the usual video packages. It was a very condensed hour and a half, and it will, I really enjoyed this week's show. Again, with Raw, we say it every week, the, the bar is very low, the standard is very low. So when a show like this one comes around that, that's actually fairly good and pretty darn enjoyable, it feels that much better when week after week it, Raw is lacking and disappointing, and I feel like we're just—it's so, so there's so much negativity about it. So this week's show, even even if it's just a one-off, a very a very refreshing change, a step in the right direction, and that's why I enjoyed it. I mean, going into Hell in a Cell, things have been pretty stale. We're we're you know getting even more of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. And just like kind of going on and on and on here, and not a lot was changing, and just you know, the various booking between Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair, all these pretty much a lot of raw storylines, especially just were lacking in some way, shape, or form. And I, I feel like I, I've said it across both Raw and SmackDown post shows, I was really hoping that uh, we'd get some new directions coming out of Hell in a Cell, and that was right away the case on Monday Night Raw this week. Moving on from Hell in a Cell. And already is on to Money in the Bank here. Changes in the air. And right away, Bob Lashley is there in the ring celebrating his WWE Championship defense. Kofi Kingston comes out and says, basically, you know, I, I beat you once. I'm going to beat you again. And I'm going to challenge you for your title at Money in the Bank. And John Clark and I talked about it after Hell in a Cell, uh, right on our post show for that. You know, with, with the fact that Drew McIntyre couldn't challenge the title. Kofi made the most sense based on that history, based on the fact that nobody else seemingly could really step in and challenge Lashley right away. So I'm very happy to see that, you know, rather than maybe somebody random and then kind of quickly trying to build up something in the next couple of weeks. I believe I heard that my bank was four weeks away from Sunday or, or, or maybe that was yesterday, but basically we call it four weeks roughly until Money in the Bank, they've already got this uh, pre-existing connection between Lashley and Kingston. We've seen in recently, recent weeks, uh, Kingston and MVP been interacting backstage, setting that up. So this makes a lot of sense to me. I, I'm on board with it. I think it'll be a good match. I enjoy the, the match that they had a couple of weeks ago. So I'm very interested to see how they build this up over the next couple of weeks. Now, I should say, we might, while I'm on the subject, the main event was a Hell in a Cell match on Monday Night Raw between Bobby Lashley and Xavier Woods. Basically, he, uh, Lashley challenged Woods after he accepted uh, Kingston's you know, dare to face him at Money in the Bank. And granted, I think it's fair to say that the real you know, reasoning behind this match was that SmackDown had a Hell in a Cell match, and that was over on Fox. And I feel like, you know, somebody over on the USA side of things said, hey, SmackDown on Fox got a Hell in a Cell match. We won a Hell in a Cell match. And given that, that the Hell in a Cell match was just on Friday, 
this may have been a fairly last minute thing that is that is I can't help but say that's my thought on the matter. That's not official. That's not, you know, any of her, even a report or whatever. I'm just saying I couldn't help but think that uh, when I was watching the show where, you know, Lashley faced Woods in this main event match in the Hell in a Cell. It would have made all the sense in the world to have Lashley face Woods based on this, this challenge from Kobe Kingston. But you, you throw inside a Hell in a Cell match and... I, you know, obviously going, even going into the pay-per-view, the argument about Hanasel is that the stipulation doesn't mean anything anymore. And, you know, there's no real purpose to it. It just kind of matches are thrown into it. And then literally they did that on Raw this week. No real reason to have the Hanasel match. And, but as I said, I feel like the OSA network, somebody over, you know, somewhere along the way, I feel like somebody said, Hey, Fox got Hanasel match. Where's ours? And there you go. So maybe I'm wrong. But I, I do think that there there is some fair um, that some fair speculation there. But Benjamin A. Jones in the comments here is saying he's so sick and tired of the New Day. Uh, Kingston and Xavier Woods are the New Day at this point. Biggie is over on SmackDown now. I can't help but wonder if you know we're we are going to see Kingston in, at Money in the Bank. He's going to face Lashley, but we've been seeing this interaction with Kingston MVP in recent weeks. MVP saying you know you don't have what it takes to be a champion anymore. You're, you're a clown. He, he said he called him a clown on Raw this week. So. You know, it, assuming, and I would very much assume at this point that Kingston will lose a money in the bank. Could we see Kingston turn heel and uh, join forces with MVP, and in that case, presumably turn on Xavier Woods? And then, like as we just point out from uh, Benjamin A. Jones, then maybe you know the new the new day would be over. They they'd be done. Split the splitsville. Um, maybe right. I think that is a, a possible uh, direction here. But overall. You know, I even though the the Hell in a Cell main event did feel a little gratuitous and unnecessary, I thought it was a good match. Uh, John Clark and I have talked about it in recent weeks where uh, Woods has put on several good matches on his own lately. Uh, I'm trying to remember he faced Riddle one week and I think he faced Randy Orton the next week. So you know, definitely seeing some more chances to to have uh, Woods compete by himself. And the this recent speculation about the King of the Ring tournament, obviously Woods has rallied to be in that tournament for quite a while now. So if slash when the, the King of the Ring tournament comes back, presumably, I'm, I would guess maybe the fall if it does happen, I would I would definitely consider Woods one of the front runners to win that. Uh, in the end here, this was a Hell in a Cell match, but Lashley, and I should say Woods got in a good amount of offense. He looked pretty darn good against the, the WWE champion. Lashley won, and then MVP locked himself inside the cell with Lashley and Woods to keep Kingston out. Lashley beat down Woods out for the match, locked him in the hurt lock, and like made Kingston watch as he just beat down his best friend. I thought that was a nice touch, a nice way to uh, pretty quickly, uh, you know, add even more heat to this feud here so i definitely like that and i'm very curious to see what happens next in terms of you know beyond already saying you know that kingston beat lashley what else can they really do to to make you suspend your disbelief because i really don't think kingston's gonna win even though he is a former w champion even though he's he did beat he did beat lashley that is true uh, i really as especially especially at this point summer slams right around the corner even if we don't, if even if we don't see the the Brock Lesnar dream match, I have to imagine Bob Lashley is the guy that they want on the Raw side of things as the champion. Uh, you know that would that would be that would be my thought. So, you know, and again, I could be wrong. Anything can happen, WWE. You know, you never know. But uh, I don't. And I, I said a couple weeks ago, I didn't necessarily know that I wanted Kofi Mania 2.0 to happen, but I'm I'm on board with it. Though I don't necessarily see. You know the the full Kofi Mania experience happening this time, where he, I don't think he's going to beat Lashley, and 
you know, win the title on Raw. I mean, it's a, it's a possibility now that he's going to be challenging, but I don't necessarily think that's the, mo- the more likely outcome at this point. But, you know, that is the, the main, uh, the big, you know, takeaway from Raw at this point, you know, in terms of the main event scene, Drew McIntyre's out, Kofi Fixon's in, he will be challenging Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank, and I'm looking forward to that. But there was a lot to dig into on Monday night. I mean, we saw Nikki Cross become a superhero. That was a big, big thing. I had not see coming whatsoever. Um, Nikki Cross in recent weeks, she has been uh, more prominent than she had been in several months. You know, she technically defeated Ray Ripley and Charlotte Flair and beat the Clock Jones matches. And they made it at least kind of seem like they'd be, you know, maybe putting her into the woman's title scene. So, uh, Maybe that's still a direction where they were going, at least, you know, I should say, before I get into the superhero aspect, she did qualify for the Money in the Bank match on the women's side of things. So, you know, in theory, she could win that match and go on to challenge for the title. So I don't know. I mean, uh, based on this this very quick turnaround where she went from not being on TV at all to now she's A, regularly featured, B, repackaged, and now C, in the Money in the Bank match, you know, it's pretty easy to see that maybe they... uh they, they might just, you know, go through that after all. Uh, getting some comments here about Nikki Cross. Michael Kent calling her the hurricane. And yes, she is a superhero. Now we'll get into that. Uh, just to circle back uh, very briefly a bit, Milligan, wondering if I see them breaking up the New Day. And I mentioned talking about the main event match to start off. I do think that, um, you know, if slash when Kingston loses to Lashley, you know, maybe he'll take that as a, as a motive to, you know, do things differently and, and side of the MVP, you know, go turn heel essentially and maybe turn on woods in that sense. That would feel like a pretty realistic uh, direction to, to me. I think that that would be something very interesting to see. Um, but back, back to Nikki Cross. Yes, she is a superhero now. She cut a, an inspiring promo backstage before her match and she was very clearly in a superhero outfit. And she was saying that, you know, she, she feels, you know, revitalized and, and re-energized and, uh, you know, and I guess inspired lately. And she wants to share that with everybody else. She wants everyone else to feel inspired and, and you know, like she wants, she believes in herself and she wants the, to pass that off to the fans and, and all, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And that's nice, right? That's inspirational and, you know, it sends a good message. Seemed a little... I don't know. I don't want to say corny, but I mean, essentially, yeah. I, I <laughs> maybe it was the the delivery, or if we're gonna assume that it was a scripted promo, it did feel a little, little forced. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I will say just for just to you know share my thoughts about the character. I'm a big fan of superheroes and comic books. Looks so like that's not the problem at all. Same thing with Nikki uh, with uh, Alexa Bliss and her like her the Lily gimmick and, and the, the all the fiend stuff. I, I love horror movies. So it's not like I'm automatically not into that like uh, anyway, but then when it's you know booked in such a way that I don't necessarily think it's done very well, then I'm not gonna like it just because I like the the source material, right? I'm not going to like this character just because I like superheroes. Granted, I'm not going to write it off either. I thought the promo wasn't great. The gear, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I think it's meant to be a little silly. I don't, I don't think it's meant to be taken entirely, you know, 100% seriously. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm. This is one of those things where I will reserve... Uh, full judge, full evaluation on it, full opinion on it until we get a couple weeks of it. Assuming this is like a, they, they go through with it and this is actually, you know, her new character or, or whatever. Um, I will say it, it was cool. And this is uh, a comment from Jason Michael Campbell in the comments. Yes, it was cool to see Nikki Ross team up with Alexa Bliss. Of course, Bliss Cross Applesauce was uh, a very successful team. Uh, what, 2019? You know, they were the former women's tag team champions. 
But when Bliss kind of teamed up with uh, Bray Wyatt and turned to the dark side, she went separate ways. I will say I was a little disappointed that we did not see a lot of follow-up on that. That We saw, you know, a couple months ago, cross-feeded with Bliss when Bliss was really uh, becoming the Fiend's, I don't know, I don't want to say minion, but, you know, sidekick, I guess. We saw that kind of play out, but they were, they were randomly thrown together here, and I really didn't see any mention of the fact they were former tag team champions. So that doesn't sit right with me. I mean, so they're, I, I always get really excited when they do um, mention this passage, the past history any performers have, because that, that, that's respecting the viewer's intelligence. When you don't do that, you're, you're making the viewers feel, at least I it feels like they're, they're making feel dumb. Cause like then they're just pretending that something didn't happen or they're choosing to ignore it or, or whatever. Whereas, you know, this, that this match could have been, even more meaningful where it's like, okay, Bliss and Cross are, are at least temporarily reunited and uh, Cross has this new superhero character. So it's, you know, doubly as, as meaningful. Um, so I, I like that. I will say for that, we're going to talk about the, the men's money, the bank qualifiers, but we got two women's tag team money, the bank qualifiers here. So it was Bliss and Cross versus, um, sorry, Oscar and, and, and Naomi won the other one. Oh, this was Shane Bezler and Nia Jax. We got a, a continuation of that feud. Um, somehow, I met with John and I were talking about on Sunday night, somehow uh, uh, Shane Baszler and Nia Jax have not broken up yet. And yet again, another night, another night they could have done it. Uh, Baszler and, and Jax are still together, uh, but Bliss and Cross did, did win this one. Uh, Bliss basically used her hypnosis powers yet again and helped Cross uh, pick up a win. So Superhero Cross picked up a win on her first night with this new character. So like I said, very quickly, Cross has really kind of taken off here, going from 0 to 100 of not being on TV to now being in the Money in the Bank match. So suddenly, especially in a women's division that in some ways lacks some depth, you know, I, I, I could see her winning the Money in the Bank match. I don't know. I mean, it, it, again, now that she's in the match, it feels possible. So... Uh, we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that. It'll be interesting is over on SmackDown, I think that based on the match graphic, there'll be eight total slots for the women's uh, Money in the Bank match. And there are literally seven women on the SmackDown side of things. So, you know, I w- if they have two tag team matches on the SmackDown side, like we just saw for Raw, that would mean that six of the seven uh, women in the in the SmackDown division will, will qualify. And that's... Um, that seems a little weird to me. Again, we, uh, Robert, uh, Robert and I talked about it on the, the SmackDown show. John and I have talked about it before, but that that's definitely a problem when you've got six, uh, or I should, I should say, seven women on the SmackDown side of things. And then if you assume that six could qualify, like that seems a little weird to me. But uh, well, I guess while we're still while we're on the subject, over on in the other tag team to qualify, we saw Asuka and Oscar and uh, Naomi uh, qualify for the for the Money in the Bank match by beating Eva Marie and the newly named Dewdrop. Now, uh, this had been rumored before, but yes, the Dewdrop is uh, officially Piper Niven's name. We saw Piper Niven debut last week, this week, uh, before the match. Um, Eva Marie and Piper, or I guess the newly named Dewdrop, were backstage. Uh, and on a graphic before that, that it had Eva Marie and her partner. So they very clearly were trying to continue that, um, you know, that, that mystery, uh, you know, behind her name and uh bit milligan asking why they changed piper's name i don't know they decided to change it to do drop if you and i'm not gonna say what it means because it's kind of it, it's it's not exactly a pg but if you want to go with the urban dictionary and look up what do drop means um i would suggest you do that because uh, the the idea is that it's an insulting term 
um, based on at least some context. And uh, at least to, to be for someone to call someone else that, it's definitely not a nice thing. And so for even even Marie to name Piper Niven that, and yes, Piper didn't like it. It was very clearly an insult. So that that right away established some some tension. Now it was interesting that last week uh, Piper debuted no name, but she picked up a win over Naomi. And this week, Asuka Naomi versus uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop in a tag team match. Uh, and right, right away here, Piper was dominating the match. Eva Marie tried to tag in and steal the glory, and Piper very quickly got frustrated. And uh, and then when when Eva Marie needed help, Piper got off the apron and and cost her the match. So. You know, Asuka and Naomi won, Eve Marie and Dewdrop lost. So it feels like they are very quickly, uh, you know, taking something that usually takes months to play out of like, okay, someone brings in someone else as a enforcer or a sidekick or whatever you want to say. And, you know, they, they slowly build that tension, whereas literally one week they show up, week two, they're already kind of clearly going for and in, in heading, heading toward that split. That does seem very of uh, accelerated to me and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because if they did the the pattern of, of like taking months with it then i might be sitting here saying you know we, we've seen this before this is you know, this is very typical and it's nothing new uh but but at the same time you know now it's like okay we're doing this right away you know week two they're already clearly uh setting up the, this storyline of where where piper or dewdrop will, will turn on eva marie um and it's interesting because usually the, that pattern is used because you you want to take some time to, to get the fan to, to care about it and and build it up and build that suspense that the, the suspense and, and you know emotion whereas doing it right away here i feel like you kind of you know you know, you, you, you kind of limit that, that ability to really care about it. I think it's pretty fair to say that. So uh, I would be curious to see next week whether we see kind of a, a commitment to that direction of, you know, you know, kind of more tension and splitting up. Or if it's next week, they kind of get back on the same page and maybe they WWE walks back in, in the other direction of like, no, we're going to keep going with this and follow that plan anyway if like months later we might return to this and eventually have them break up so Nessica is saying that uh even marie got what she deserved and also saying that she feels bad for piper because she deserves better and i think storyline yes even marie deserved this she was trying to steal the glory and that's what happens and for piper yeah i think she deserves better granted granted i'm not very familiar with her as a performer um i don't tend to watch nxt uk a lot myself but i know that she nxt uk fans that do really seem to you know rally behind piper niven they're very excited to see piper arrive and i know she's fairly well liked and popular so um i think i think you know she does this or better in that sense and yeah you know, last week we were saying like yeah this it was a weird way to, to introduce her to to the main roster to the to the casual fan but at the same time when you have someone like even marie um you know where it's 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 actually ironically a good spot to be in because you know even marie as a heel does very easily draw that heat so then that makes it even easier to build up a face if you're that face in this case potentially piper niven that that is a good spot to be in so uh, i do think that I, I think that is pretty fair so um I, I like i said i'd be interested to see what happens next week if it's going to be you know yet again an accelerated timeline of you know 
them splitting up or or if they walk it back next week and they're on the same page after all that's definitely, definitely something to look out for but uh, something else to look out for is the remainder of the money the bank qualifiers because we did see three qualifying matches on monday night and i think this was my favorite my favorite part of the show you know on on the whole where a just the relief that they had qualifying matches in the first place because there have been many years where they just don't have qualifying matches and they simply announce the participants and i don't like that i like when they have qualifying matches to make it to make the, the to make the match matter like you have to earn your way into the match therefore like it, it's important so to me i i like to see that because you know it, it makes them more meaningful we see we see that for the royal rumble uh sometimes they do that for the elimination chamber granted this past year i think it was just a, a couple of tag team matches but by by having people qualify you automatically make a match more important you add stakes to it so i like this a lot and matches that, that we specifically saw uh on monday, monday night here i like them a lot as well fresh matchups good matchups and I, I really enjoyed them first off we saw aj styles face ricochet now for me this reminded me of uh, raw 2019 when ricochet was first getting a big push on the main roster he feuded with aj styles for the u.s title and they put on some great matches here uh, or I should say back then, and so I can't help but think of that. So I really like that uh, to see that, that kind of, if not callback, just to you know, it, it remind me of that. And I, I did, I definitely enjoyed that. For me here, granted, I've said it before, I really like Ricochet. I think he's immensely talented. I think he's probably one of the best high flyers on the whole on the roster, uh, if not in the in the industry itself. But at the same time, uh, but based on the booking, I did not expect him to win this match at all right i think uh he's a guy that you know he, he's got he's so talented but he's been booked so poorly and for months now um i i it's a it's a shame like i think if they i think this is kind of a the i'll say it's about two of the guys who qualified tonight if WWE had really uh planned this out and wanted you know to have these guys be legitimate contenders for the money the bank match i would have wanted to see them really build them up a little more strongly even if we say for the past month whereas ricochet has been involved in this program with sheamus and Humberto carrillo and he's gotten like a couple wins via distraction on sheamus and, and he's you know he's been featured but not he's not hasn't necessarily looked like the strong contender so i see him in there with aj styles i go okay this is going to be a great match um but at the same time, I didn't. I it felt pretty obvious that AJ Styles is going to win. AJ Styles, a former WWE champion, but you know he and Ricochet, obviously immensely talented, a former United States champion. Still, it felt like a pretty clear discrepancy. Instead, the Viking Raiders came out after a fun high flying matchup, and uh, we sh I should mention that uh, the Viking Raiders have earned a, a tag title shot, and they showed a little clip before the match of Styles and almost confronting the Vi the Viking Raiders. So kind of. Indicating that the Viking Raiders were going to get involved here. The Viking Raiders come out, they attack almost. Uh, Styles, is, uh, Styles is distracted and uh, Ricochet capitalizes. He, he hits the recoil in midair, so he wins. So Ricochet qualifies for the Money in the Bank match. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, a guy that can do a lot of really cool high spots and, you know, kind of like I guess the best comparison back in the day would be like, like an Evan Bourne who could really go high flying and really would add a lot of high flying. Uh, dimension to the money in the bank match which you would hope for right that i think that's what we all want from a money in the bank match so you know having him in there definitely a good thing likewise john morrison faced randy orton they announced this just just before the show aired last night so uh randy orton 14-time world champion john morrison a former world champion not in wwe but definitely a, a guy that's been a main event player elsewhere but 
in WWE since he returned. He's very much been, um, I don't want to say stuck by The Miz's side, but he's, and especially lately, very much in this comedy role. So now that The Miz is injured, I thought this right when The Miz got hurt. I was like, okay, this is the chance to have John Morrison break out on his own. Miz has still kind of accompanied him to the ring. And Morrison has really like leaned even more into this goofy humor. He's using the drip stick and um, it's kind of hard to take him seriously like that. I will say he beat Jeff Hardy. I think that was last week, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, or if, if not the week before. So, you know, he has some momentum, but coming in this match, just like Ricochet and AJ Styles, I was like, all right, you know, uh, John Morrison, very talented, but felt pretty obvious or pretty fair to predict that Randy Orton would win instead. Uh, this one, kind of similarly, uh, The Miz was at ringside and he used the drip stick on Randy Orton and uh, Riddle came down on a scooter and he chased uh, The Miz in his wheelchair around the ringside. So I thought that was kind of a fun spot. And then uh, that kind of distracted Randy Orton and not, I guess I will say the plus side of these two uh, distraction finishes, they weren't roll-ups. I hate distraction roll-ups because they do them so very much and it's just like, you know, I, it's just a pet peeve I, I have at this point. Um, and uh, it was still like a pretty clear pinfall, whereas like uh, usually we see just distraction roll up. So at least that was a little different. And I will say, again, maybe I was a little a little more forgiving because I, I, I watched a very condensed um, hour and a half version of Raw on Hulu. But I wasn't I wasn't already frustrated about having to watch a three hour show. So. I, I was more forgiving, and then I could I, I could very clearly see the direction. For for AJ Styles, it was like, all right, he got distracted by the Viking Raiders. We're going to get that tag title match. That's cool. For Randy Orton, uh, Riddle came down and accidentally cost him the match, and that that helps push along the RK Bro uh, dissension, I guess, or or you know just storyline overall. So I'll, I was on board with that. John Morrison pinned Randy Orton, so now John Morrison will be in the Money of the Bank match. So. Right there, two guys, very, very talented. You got uh, Morrison and Ricochet, two high flyers, two guys that on paper, they, they could win. Um, but again, I, I have a hard time taking that seriously where because of the way they've, they've been booked recently. So uh, again, I, I like both guys. I think they're both very talented. Um, if WWE really wants to, uh, and if they want to really present these guys as true contenders, I would say the next roughly four weeks they they're going to really need to uh i would i would hope at least uh, have these guys really step up give them some good wins over and get good matches just really kind of push them strongly rather than more of this really ridiculous comedy stuff from johnny drip drip as he as he's been calling himself and for ricochet you know he's be, be getting these distraction roll-up wins on sheamus and looking like at other points i don't want to say a jobber but just kind of jobbing him out and having him lose over and over again so you know I, I that's my hope for those two guys at this point we'll have to see what happens on the smackdown side of things um you know robert and i can talk about that on the smackdown podcast but uh it's unclear about exactly who will be qualifying in that case uh over on the smackdown side but as for raw one more qualifying match to talk about there we did see uh, drew mcintyre face riddle I thought this was a good match. Uh, Michael Ken saying that he liked he liked it as well. That it was a good that that it was a good match, and I would agree. Um, I saw I saw some people saying that they they missed some spots here that it was a little sloppy. I mean that's fair, but you know if it's if granted and yes, wrestling is, is usually supposed to be like smooth and and they're yeah, obviously you know that I won't say it. it is it's it's choreographed. So um, 
Right. But if uh, having missed spots can sometimes add a little more legit legitimacy to a match like this. So I liked it. There were a couple cool sequences, even with some of those you know, m missteps or, or you know, miss, miss, misfires, I guess. Uh, there's one point where I think uh, Riddle like went for a roll up or something and Drew rolled through and hit the future shock. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and this was definitely a fresh matchup. I can't remember seeing this since Riddle came to the main roster or even if it has happened, it's been very rare. So definitely, you know, it's kind of the, the theme of tonight. I think I think I saw Randy Orton, John Morrison was the first time match as well. And this was the first time I could recall seeing this one R R Riddle and McIntyre in the WWE. So definitely like that. And uh, uh, Riddle won. Riddle won. R uh, Randy Orton was on the, the uh, like was on the ramp. He was watching. He was clearly unhappy that he lost. But Riddle uh, pinned McIntyre clean. It was not a roll up, but you know, essentially kind of a, he, he rolled through an electric chair, pinned him that way. So Riddle pinned Drew McIntyre cleanly. Of course, Drew McIntyre was not 100% after Hell in a Cell. So um, big, big win for Riddle here. And at least at this point uh, of Ricochet, John Morrison and Riddle, I would definitely consider uh, Riddle the favorite at this point. But next week, we'll, we'll again talk about it in a minute. We're going to see one more qualifying match on the Raw side of things. But I should mention before that, after the match, Riddle came up to the ramp. He uh, wanted to celebrate Randy Orton, but Randy Orton was staying there. His arms are crossed. He was very upset. He was mad that uh, Riddle you know, un, uh, accidentally cost him his match. And Riddle was very upset, starting to say, like, hey, you can talk to me. And, you know, very clearly, clearly going with those seeds of dissension and, and you know, some, some tension there. So uh, for me, there was definitely a solid, like, maybe 30 seconds or, or as just after this match when they had this kind of not stare down, but when Riddle was trying to, you know, kind of talk to Randy and Randy was not talking to him. I really did think that they might just jump the gun and have Randy turn on Riddle. Thankfully they didn't do that, but it definitely did. They had that, this great feeling of suspense where I was like, Oh, are they going to do this? Are they not? That was one, that was definitely one strong point there. And uh, instead of any, any turn, Nothing happened, but it definitely was a very tense moment. So definitely something to look uh, and, and keep an eye on going forward. But next week, we will see a, a, a last chance qualifying match. It'll be Riddle. Sorry, it'll be uh, Styles versus Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. The three guys who lost on Monday night. I will say it's a little weird to me that McIntyre gets another shot because because I think AJ and Randy Orton have fair fair complaints it's like okay that they were distracted and that you could pretty clearly kind of justify that McIntyre lost fair and square and yet again this is a guy that's been you know, in the title scene for so long now he's had his shot you know time to move on the stipulation is that he can't challenge Bobby Lashley anymore granted on commentary they're like oh you know if he if, if he wins he's got a whole year to cash in but like come on you know i i took a bit of an issue with that like move on to something else that we did see i will say a very brief backstage backstage segment where it was i think with jinder mahal uh, uh cedric alexander jeff hardy couple and maybe somebody else they're backstage and they're upset that they didn't even get a qualifying match and jinder teased that he was going to attack somebody um that i already qualifies i very clearly would expect to see jinder attack drew next week uh we've i think i've talked about that that potential feud before that feels like a very uh, natural direction to go. Gender's return, um, former uh, 3MB, three-man band, uh, stable mates there. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of similarity of two guys that were fired, came back, won the title. Pretty much writes itself. It would get Drew out of the title scene. I really hope they do that. So maybe they'll do, they'll do that next week. I don't know. That'd be, that would be my hope at this point. Um, but nonetheless, we will see 
uh, Drew versus Randy versus AJ Styles next week in the last chance qualifiers. I don't know who will be on the SmackDown side of things. Uh, Eddie Zahari predicting that we'll see a Cesaro or Sami Zayn with Money in the Bank. Sami Zayn beat Kevin Owens Hell in a Cell, so maybe he, uh, he'll probably at least qualify, I would guess. Uh, Cesaro, he's already had a shot at the Universal title, but maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll see uh, Cesaro win Money in the Bank. I think he would deserve it. I think that'd be great. My hope of at least over on SmackDown, definitely Biggie. I think Biggie needs it. I've 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 been saying for months now over over on the SmackDown show, strap a rocket to Biggie, push him to the moon, Money in the Bank. Great way to do that. I hope I do hope we see that uh, at this point. If if uh, Biggie qualifies, at least based on the current field. I would really expect uh, Biggie and Riddle to, Riddle to be the most likely candidates to win. Um, not, you know, like 100% lock or anything, but uh, like I said, Ricochet John Morrison, very, very talented. Don't necessarily see them winning. Uh, don't necessarily see them winning, I should say. And whereas Riddle and Biggie, they've been presented more strongly. They, they, you know, it feels a little more easy to see them at least challenging for the, for a world title, if not winning, uh, maybe, uh, especially if you do have a year to cash in. So, you know, to me, that makes sense. And that's curse predicting that Drew McIntyre could win money. They can challenge Bobby Lashley yet again. I really hope not. I just, it's just, I think I've had enough. I know I've had enough of that. I think many people have as well. Um, I don't, I don't think I, I know I don't want to see that. Just, I, like I said, give Drew something else. I like the idea of him feuding with Ginger Mahal or anything else literally at this point. So once we know the SmackDown side of things, it'll be easier to really predict this match, but at least based on uh, what we see, what we have seen so far, um, you know, that's the, that's the field right now. And that was, that's, those are my thoughts on it. Um, Michael over on SmackDown, some predictions here, Michael Coveden saying that Nakamura needs it. I think that's, that'd be something he, he won the, the, the crown. So um maybe the maybe kind of like i was saying about nikki cross earlier maybe she'll kind of very quickly or sorry maybe he'll very quickly uh climb the ladder literally here and, and cash in uh potential or at least win the briefcase potentially uh and return to that main event scene i think that'd be something that would definitely be uh, an, an exciting direction to follow and that's curse hoping that baron corbin uh no longer king corbin will win i think i think it could happen i, I think that'd be some something that would um you know, reignite his his run over on SmackDown, or if he gets drafted to Raw later on, or just in general his run on the main roster. So there's a lot they can do with it, and that is why I love Money in the Bank so much. I think it's just a really uh, a, a time of great possibility. Where you know I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I don't think Ricochet will win, but he could. You know, he, anything could happen. So there's definitely a lot of possibility there, and I like that a lot. Um, otherwise here, not too, too much to dig into. Otherwise, we did see uh, a confirmation of, of two matches from Money in the Bank. I should say we we're talking about uh, Kingston and Lashley earlier. Uh, Kingston will challenge Lashley at Money in the Bank. That is official. And so is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at Money in the Bank, a rematch for the Raw Women's title. John and I were talking about that on uh, Sunday after on the Cell. And it was pretty clear that they would be doing a rematch there. Uh, Adam Pearce and Son of Deville pretty much criticized uh, Rhea for, for getting herself disqualified, even though we've seen that many a time in WWE history. Uh, Charlotte Fire came out and said, you know, props to you, kid. You, you did what I would have done. And that's what Rhea said herself. She said, Charlotte has done this a million times. I was, I was just doing what she would have done. So some, some mutual respect, uh, maybe a little bit there. But at the same time, Charlotte said, but I'm still going to destroy you. So we will see that rematch at Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, the first show with fans back. So that'll definitely be, um, I know I'm looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun um, having those fans there. And, and just, you know, the, the card is 
uh, shaping up at least at least on Raw and and with my the money bank matches themselves. So I know I'm really looking forward to it. And um, like I said at the start of the show, Raw this week, especially if, if you're if you're comparing it to some of the recent ones we've seen uh, in in the past couple of months, pretty darn good. Like you had matches that mattered. You had fresh matchups with uh, Riddle and Drew, John Morris and Randy Orton. And even though it wasn't necessarily fresh, AJ and Ricochet always do great stuff uh, when they're when they're compared together. So uh massive match of the stakes and um granted not that i wanted to see a fairly meaningless final slam match in the main event it was a good one so can't complain about that too much and um you know otherwise there's really not too much to dig into other than the fact that elias will face jackson Riker in a strap match next week because elias has gotten counted out twice in their previous matches makes at least some sense so i would expect Riker to win that one because they're very clearly hoping to push him as a baby face here so you know uh and think about think about that as you will but that is clearly what they're what they're going for so you know we'll we'll, we'll talk about that when it happens next week but in the meantime uh for raw overall this week if i'm if i'm grading it on on, on this like again on the curve compared to the the raws we've seen recently i gotta go with an eight like raw was pretty good this week and that feels very good to say even if it's even if it's just a, a one off like if if this is a rarity and it's back to the usual stuff next week um you know i i i'm going to sit here and, and enjoy this show in, in a vacuum cuz i i was very happy with it and again um this i think things over uh, in terms of the scheduling were a little hectic yesterday so i didn't watch the show live i, I caught on hulu this morning so i was able to watch a condensed show so maybe next week i'll be i'll be back to being salty about the three-hour show but darn it for one week for one week i'm gonna be uh, as optimistic as i can and say that i i enjoyed raw this week and that feels good to say so and i don't think i'm alone in that we got some uh some people some of you in the comments saying grading it highly as well nesh chris with, with an eight uh michael kent with a 7.5 kevin taylor with a nine and michael kent saying he, he can never give uh raw higher than 7.5 and that's fair right i think that is fair but for me just again grading it on that curve I got to give it an eight because it is above average. I think 7.5, 7.5, anywhere between seven and 7.5 is usually my, um, my, my average for raw to have it above that. I think I got to go for an eight. Lastly here, uh, Benjamin A. Jones asking about the man, Becky Lynch coming back. The report being she was at the WWE performance center. So, uh, very clearly she will be returning probably, uh, at some point soon. Although one more, one more score here for Michael, coming to him with a nine. So, um you know and yeah i think as i was saying you gave we got we got what we want we got matches of stakes we got fresh matchups we got things that made sense at least in some ways so can't complain too much of that uh but for becky lynch here lastly before we get out of here uh i would expect to see her probably one of the first shows back with fans um whether it's you know the the i honestly think she unfortunately we're on the raw show so i'll say unfortunately she might be moving to smackdown because they really need her so uh, maybe she'll be back on that first SmackDown with fans in July. Maybe she'll pop up unexpectedly at Money in the Bank. Or if she is coming back to Raw, the, the, that first Raw back with fans, um, which would be, again, middle of July or so. Because I very clearly think that she'll be back in the fall for SummerSlam. So um, that'll be my, my prediction at this point. That is purely my thought. I don't know. I don't know when she'll be back. Uh, Dimitrios Duvrez uh, predicting that she'll be back in Money in the Bank. Um, and Nesh Chris predicting that she will go to SmackDown, maybe at Money the Bank or SmackDown after that. So uh, that doesn't help out Raw, uh, but it will make SmackDown even more interesting at this point. So uh, until next time to hear, well, you know, again, 
I, I gotta get be try to be as positive as, as I can for a raw that actually was pretty good this week. So I enjoyed it. I hope you did as well. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys aren't too thrown off by the the different schedule for today. Uh, I will hopefully things will be back to normal on uh, next week for for next week on Monday night for our pro show there. Um, I will be going on a very very rare vacation this week, so I will probably not be here for the Friday night SmackDown post show. Um, that's not a lock yet, but that is pretty much what it's looking like. Cause I, I will be on vacation. So, um, regardless of things have been a, a little crazy lately. So hopefully you guys uh, stick with us tonight, but yes, we'll be back here for NXT, the post show that, that will be, uh, as usual, like otherwise, you know, we're doing to try and keep things as consistent as we can. Things got a little, uh, hectic yesterday. So we had to change the schedule around. So that was, that's why there was no, no, no raw post show last night. That's why I'm here now. Uh, and as I'll, like I said, I'll be on that very rare vacation, uh, on this weekend, uh, starting on Friday. So I'll probably not be here on Friday. Thank you for, uh, the web wishes, everybody appreciate it. Uh, but after that, we'll be back here, hopefully, um, back in the, back in the, the swing of things fully with the routine, uh, which includes John, John Clark and I here on uh, Tuesday nights to talk about NXT. Usually John and I are here to talk about raw on Monday nights. Obviously this week is an exception. The dynamite dudes at two talk about all things AEW and they also do WCW rewritten to talk about fun fans booking stuff and we've also got a great stream great stream of interviews constantly coming to you guys whether it's on cod spotify youtube apple podcast uh bill pritchard recently interviewed alexander wolf he's interviewed eric rowan fred rouser also known as darren young uh i i interviewed ring of honor star bateman i've interviewed uh Roxy and Ring of Honor and Josh Woods as well. All these things and more available on our, any of our platforms. So make, make sure to leave like and subscribe. We appreciate you. Make sure to uh, leave like and subscribe. We appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, make sure to do one thing above all others, and that is to enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening, everybody.